0: Hello, this is Casey Thaler. I'm a National Academy of Sports Medicine certified personal trainer and National Academy of Sports Medicine certified fitness nutrition specialist. I'm also a writer for Paleo Magazine. Dr. Cordain over at The Paleo Diet, greatest, breaking muscle, Paleo Hacks, of course, and my own company EatCleanTrainClean.com. Is Cortisol your worst enemy? Of all the hormones interacting within your body on a daily basis, cortisol may be the most familiar to you. It also may be the hidden element that is making you fat. Do you wake up every morning already feeling like you are behind? Do you rush from your morning routine to the car to lunch and then stay up way too late on Facebook? You are certainly not alone. However, all of this activity and lack of proper rest throws your delicate hormonal system out of balance. Cortisol is a crucial element in regulating energy, insulin, metabolism, and other processes within the body, and its dysregulation can help spell trouble for your waistline. Normally operating in a rhythm known as a diurnal variation, cortisol patterns can often be flipped, mistimed, or unbalanced. Cortisol is typically highest in the morning and lowest in the evening. Any night owls reading this will certainly know what cortisol dysregulation is all about. Cortisol is particularly annoying because it can mean fat gain in the abdominal area, not the hips. Not only is this unpleasant to look at, it is more dangerous than fat in other areas. While not all weight gain is caused by cortisol, it is often an overlooked factor when addressing weight management. The ability to handle and manage stress is a challenging one in today's modern society as we're always expected to be on all the time. This is simply not how hormones are supposed to operate. How often do you feel stressed? If you're a frequent caffeine drinker, the answer may be all of the time. Since many of us are used to drinking lots and lots of caffeine, we simply do not know that we are constantly anxious, stressed, and on edge. But just because our mind may not be conscious of this fact does not mean our body is unaware. The body is heavily affected by something as seemingly innocuous as caffeine, and even a little bit can get your body primed for action, even if you are simply sitting at your desk. To make matters more confusing, some of us react differently to stress and existing metabolism and eating issues further cloud things. Do you know any stress addicts who absolutely thrive under constant deadlines, pressure and like loud music? Exactly. But at the same time, we also have the super careful grandmothers who get scared simply by driving on the highway. This is an anecdotal example of how everyone reacts to stress differently. Food is certainly one way to help control cortisol and the standard paleo recommendation won't be shocking here. As scientific literature has pointed out, other neuroendocrine pathways are also involved, including the central sympathetic nervous system, the gonadal and growth hormone axis, and the leptin system. Cortisol and weight gain is undoubtedly a tricky beast. Researchers have also noted that a lot of cortisol issues are dependent on the status of the function of the hypothalamic-pituitary-adrenal gland axis. This delicate axis can very easily be pushed off, and disaster can often result. Of course, another issue is also lack of sleep, which plays a part in basically every sort of metabolic dysfunction. The trouble with sleep loss is that it so often sneaks up on us and is the cause of basically every issue which unhealthy people can develop. If not the sole cause, it accompanies the root problem and it becomes just as difficult to get enough sleep once sleep issues have set in. This, of course, worsens the problem. It's sort of like fighting vigorously when you're in quicksand, you just start to sink deeper and deeper. All this talk of cortisol dysregulation, weight gain, the HPA, access, sleep problems, and other health issues may seem pretty depressing. But fear not, one of the best ways to fight cortisol issues is simply to exercise. However, this is not a one-size-fits-all approach. If you are too stressed, not eating enough carbohydrates, not getting enough sleep, and drinking too much caffeine, stressful exercise may end up being the death of you. Walking in this scenario, along with some light weightlifting, will be best should also be noted that if you're severely worried about cortisol issues you should work with either a physician or a trained practitioner so you can get tested for salivary cortisol levels and rule out more serious issues cortisol is one of the many elements surrounding the human body and health which only works when it is kept in a tightly regulated amount too much and there are problems not enough also problems the right amount at the wrong times still problems so what are the biggest causes of cortisol issues too much exercise is one cause especially prevalent in crossfit Poor diet is another, which can mean a diet too low in carbs, too high in sugar, one containing too few nutrients, etc. Not enough sleep is another cause. Too much caffeine is yet another common cause, and not enough downtime is our last cause listed here. This one is typically seen across the board. Combine two or more of these, and you are now looking at a typical client profile. Unfortunately, it is exceedingly rare that someone will have just one of these issues, as they typically appear clustered. This is one of those paradoxical cases where your lazy friend who sleeps for 10 hours per night, doesn't achieve much and barely exercises, can sometimes be metabolically healthier than you. One cause not mentioned is too much social media slash screen time. Blue light from electronics is a disruptor of another hormone, melatonin, but it can wreak havoc on proper cortisol regulation as well. This is yet another point which our Paleolithic ancestors intrinsically got right. They had a pitch black sleep environment, no electricity can do that for you, and likely slept much better than we currently do. They followed their natural circadian rhythms. To a certain extent, these are hardwired in, which is why shift workers so often struggle with sleep. In fact, optimal sleeping conditions for great cortisol control are very similar to creating a cave environment. Your bedroom should be pitch black, cover up digital clocks if you have to, a little cool and spacious, not cramped. Try to remove your computer and other screens completely from the bedroom if you have no space, and let sex and sleep be the only two activities which transpire in this space. While no supplements completely help with cortisol, some have been studied that may help blunt cortisol's nasty effects. Holy basil is one such supplement. Studied in regards to stress as well as cortisol, holy basil can also help with sleep, at least in some subjects. It may even be helpful for general anxiety. But make no mistake, this supplement will do almost nothing unless your diet, lifestyle, and sleep are in order. Don't rely on just the supplement. For most clients, the abdominal fat gaining aspect of cortisol usually scares them into action. But what action do they take? Besides consuming a moderate carbohydrate paleo diet, they get blackout shades for their room, avoid blue light for at least one hour before bedtime, and exercise wisely. They also cut back severely on their caffeine intake. This means 1-2 to cups per day, ideally 1. If you can get your caffeine intake down to just green tea, that would be even better, as this drink contains many more beneficial compounds than coffee. In conclusion, cortisol, while necessary, is also pretty evil since it can silently become a problem. Most people aren't aware of cortisol issues until they have some abdominal fat, and by then things are pretty far along. The idea of gaining fat around the midsection is a pretty powerful motivator to force people into action, and hopefully have provided some motivation for you to sleep a little more, eat better, and cut back on the coffee. It is all too easy to get addicted to stress in today's modern hyperdigital world. But why is it so hard to relax? Are we a culture of distraction? Have we lost all our attention spans? The answers to the latter two questions are both a resounding yes. So go to bed an hour early tonight, start meditating for at least 10 minutes per day, and lay off the extra cup of coffee. It may take some time and it may take some adjustment, but you can get your hormones back in balance and avoid the myriad of problems that cause cortisol dysregulation.
1: Paleo Hackers, back for another article cast. You heard him read it, now he's here to talk about it. Casey Thaler talking about, is cortisol your worst enemy? Casey, what's up, my man?
2: Not too much, Clark. How are you?
1: Good. Good stuff. So, Cortisol 101. I know they just heard you read the article, but set it up. What is cortisol? Uh,
2: Cortisol is probably what's making you fat right now, and you probably hate cortisol without knowing what it is. Right. Um, basically, it's uh, commonly the fight-or-flight uh, hormone that people are familiar with, like your stress hormone, and it's sort of causing all the body-issue problems that you probably dislike, uh, like abdominal fat gain, and it's also probably the reason why you're tired and wired at night. Um, caffeine can cause a huge spike in cortisol, dysregulate cortisol, et cetera, et cetera.
1: Okay, so it's the hormone, the um, the sleep-and-wake cycles juxtaposed Mm -hmm. to melatonin which is that wind down and cortisol Mm -hmm. can get spiked through various things correct yeah
2: i would say like the modern world basically causes our cortisol to be high more or less all the time so
1: okay and so there's there's so many things that can spike cortisol i know caffeine i know light exposure i know uh stress i know toxic relationships but a big one is Mm -hmm. what we're taking in is what we're eating and is um. Uh, what we're doing on a day-to-day basis. So how does diet affect cortisol levels?
2: Sure. So anything that's dysregulating your blood sugar or is causing you to kind of get out of a normal cycle of hormones uh, would be problem so too much sugar not enough vegetables not enough healthy fats too low carb is a big one that i see all the time especially people that crossfit and try to do like a low carb paleo diet at the same time and end up like crashing and burning um so there's this thing actually called the free testosterone to cortisol ratio Mm. so people that have really high stress levels naturally like their job is really stressful or they're a busy person and then they try to go really low-carb, and then they try to do stress-inducing uh, workouts on top of it, end up with, like, the testosterone levels of, like, middle school girls. And it's not, like, an insult. They really do have testosterone levels that low. And then they wonder why they feel horrible, and it's because their cortisol is really high and their testosterone is, like, non-existent. So, And that can take a really, really long time to come back from. So. Uh, people need to keep cortisol in check as much as they can. A lot of cortisol, unfortunately, like I said, is your environment and like just waking up in the morning and being sure. live is going to have you have a lot of cortisol issues. So they need to do everything they can and what they have control over, like their diet and taking in caffeine and that sort of thing to keep cortisol in check, especially if they want to stay lean, uh, especially as they age.
1: Yeah, and and that's a really good point. I mean, it, for for this sake of this call, let's interchange cortisol with stress. Let's just let's just use those interchangeably. And I, I remember Paul check in his book How to Eat, Move, and Be Healthy had a chart in there that always stuck with me. And the chart was um, like five sinks, and they all mm-hmm. had water going into them. So all this water was pouring into each of these five sinks. But instead of the pipes going into you know the sewage system, it all went into this big bucket that was gradually filling up. And so no 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 I don't even think it went into a bucket. I don't I don't know. so just a <laughs>
2: no, yeah. good metaphor. I think uh, that's exactly what's going on because if you don't have effective stress management techniques, if you can't wind down properly, you don't really get a rest or a break from cortisol. So like people that don't sleep enough, their cortisol is basically on, I would say like you know 21 hours of the day or whatever. Right eventually that wears you down. Like it might not wear you down today. It might not wear you down tomorrow, but like two years from now, you might just wake up and not be able to get out of bed, that sort of thing.
1: And so, yeah. And and so what he was saying is like exactly that. So one of those sinks is like your sleep schedule. Another sink is your diet. Another sink is exercise. Another sink is uh, relationships and that the water getting added in is stress. And so obviously, you know, that hole at the bottom of your sink can only, filter so much water so if basically you have more the inputs greater than the output it overflows and that's where you get problems and that all stress is the same so all of you know it might manifest differently but all stress is still stress and your body responds the same way so if one sinks overflowing you might as well have them all overflowing it doesn't really matter which sink it is it's just if it overflows it's too much
2: Right. And if you take like um, biology, endocrinology courses, what the, one of the first things I'll tell you is if you think you're stressed, you are stressed. So you don't even have to actually be stressed. If you're a person that has a really hard time dealing with uh, arguments, conflict, takes everything personally, you're going to be stressed way more than the average person would be in the same situations. So it's kind of a, a catch-22 where... You can't relax, and then you're worried that you can't relax. So it becomes like this self-perpetuating cycle. And then the lifestyle factors that we either knowingly or unknowingly participate in can make it a lot worse. So if you, for example, just like drink a little bit of alcohol every day, it's not that big a deal. You drink a little bit of caffeine in the morning, it's not that big a deal. You don't get enough sleep, that's probably not that big of a deal on its own. But if you start adding those things up, and then things start getting more out of balance, like you end up being on your phone till 2 in the morning at the same time. You can start to really push this stuff uh, really far, really quickly, and again, people kind of fall into these habits when they're young, and as you get older, kind of all this stuff hits you at once um, when you're like 35, 40, when your metabolism is slowing down too. So that's why a good diet is so important to uh, regulate your hormones as much as you can.
1: You just grabbed my 4th of July right there. (laughs)
2: I think I described every American's weekend, like every week. So.
1: Yeah, for sure, man. Well, it's hard. I mean, you know, I I, I, I do I do go out socially and drink, and I, I do from time to time do that. And then, of course, the next day, you don't get sleep, or you get sleep at 2 a.m. to 10 a.m., which is oh. terrible for your circadian rhythm. And then you drink caffeine to compensate for it. And you're right, man. It is easy to fall into habits. It is easy to get sucked into uh, using things to cancel out your lack of sleep, like caffeine, or use things to cancel out your lack of sleep like getting wired or exercise or whatever it is and so yeah yeah, no, yeah you want to develop the good habits
2: and nobody's perfect i mean everybody struggles with this stuff and you know everyone has the things that they like to do like i'm just pretty much i don't drink at all but i'm definitely a workaholic so like i need to always wind down as much as i can and it takes me a really long time sometimes to get to sleep and that sort of thing so yeah. everybody has you know their own stuff and it's not like a black or white thing where you have to never drink or you have to never drink caffeine. It's all about kind of keeping a good balance. And I think what has changed so rapidly in our culture in the last 10 years is just you're supposed to be on all the time. Like you never get a break. And back in the day, you you know, you just went home and you didn't have a computer, so you just went to sleep or there were only three channels, so you didn't stay up watching like TV. For Netflix, uh, but now it's like you can't get a, you can't escape from anything. So, I think that's become really challenging for people, um, especially as they've aged and their careers get more stressful and their jobs change. So, yeah. I see it day in and day out with clients, and I, I wish I had the answer for them. Like you want to help them so much, but you can't change their job, you can't give them a million dollars so they can take a six month vacation. So, yeah. um,
1: I've heard I've heard it before. Say uh, the people. Saying they don't have the time to do the de stressor, saying they don't have time to exercise, they don't have time to eat clean, they don't have time to go to sleep on time. That's like saying you're too busy driving to stop for gas. You know how's that going to work right, out right, for you? Right. Eventually, going to great analogy. It doesn't matter. <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna pull over on the side of the road, and your car's gonna say, "Look, dude, I can't handle this." Well, your body's gonna say, "Look, dude, I can't handle this. I can't handle the the two a.m. to ten a.m. sleep schedule." And you know what? Oh, here's here's some disease to to compensate for that. You know, like. You've overrun me. I'm on overdrive. I'm burning oil. I can't keep doing this, dude.
2: Yeah. And just to expound on that even further, uh, then they would take a medication and then they'd think, Oh, I'm taking the medication. I don't have to change anything. Everything's fine. And really secretly they're just getting worse and worse and they have to take more medications, but that's five years from now. They don't have to worry about that right now. Uh, and then the other thing would be, it's like sort of getting a tune up is what I try to do. I'm like, I'm like your 30,000 mile checkup, like come to me, make sure you check in, start thinking about maybe your car and what's going wrong with your car, (laughs) uh, for, before you lose a tire or before your engine blows up or, you know. Sure. So, I guess that's really all you can do as a uh, as somebody that works with clients directly. But you do want to help, I think, more than you're able to sometimes. So,
1: what are some of the thirty thousand mile checkups that we can be doing? Any that we can be doing at home?
2: Absolutely. So this is going to sound really elementary, but just literally make a checklist and have on it, you know, your basic questions like, am I eating healthy? Am I drinking too much? Am I getting enough sleep? And if you are saying no to a lot of those questions then you need to make another sheet and probably just have like an actual schedule where you have like a bedtime where you have like a de-stress time until you get that stuff more in line and more in check so that would be the easiest way to do it and i know it sounds really simplistic but you would be surprised how many people don't do that myself included sometimes so
1: i can imagine it'd be easy to lie to yourself too um so you gotta do that really very
2: easy i think that's why people go to see personal trainers and nutritionists because they feel like they have to be more honest even if they're not sometimes they at least feel like they have to tell the
1: truth yeah and and that accountability of having someone you're reporting to really does make a difference
2: yeah and weirdly the economic accountability i think is what does it for a lot of people they're like oh i paid for these sessions i have to go and then they feel like they have to do what they're supposed to do or look at like a scolding or something so
1: like the investment you you put in
2: absolutely that works really well for a lot of people
1: so it does i mean it's like the sunk cost of i already bought this so now i have to use it versus if you get something for free then uh you're more likely to just brush it off so that's why sometimes even too like paying for things online is actually better for you than just attending it for free like uh there's been some summits i've paid for and i consumed every single one of those summits uh, mm-hmm. But then there's been other summits that I went to for free, you know, online, just got some information and I just kind of brushed it off. I was like, eh, you know, I don't really want to listen to the stuff or take notes or whatever. Um, Absolutely. Yeah.
2: And the, as the saying goes, you get what you pay for. So like usually you'll get better information. You'll get more intense coverage. So you're going to see somebody one on one. Obviously, you're going to get more uh, out of it than if you were just like take a group fitness course or something like that.
1: So. Absolutely. Well, cool, Casey. Thanks for coming on and telling us about uh, cortisol stress and, and how to invest in yourself. So where can people find out more about you and what you do?
2: Uh, eatcleantrainclean.com. Send me an email. Facebook is Eat Clean, Train Clean. Twitter is Eat
1: Clean. Clean. Awesome, man. Thanks.